Greater infrastructure development could give remote landlocked Central Asian economies critical boost by enhancing pandemic recovery, poverty eradication, and climate change mitigation. However, growing constraints on the use of public funds will require new financing sources to tackle the region's substantial infrastructure investment gap. In this podcast, ADVI Research Fellow Dina Ashkayeva and Waseda University Professor Naoyuki Yoshino examine the unique challenges of Central Asian infrastructure development and ways to attract greater private financing in the region moving forward. The discussion draws upon the new ADBI press book, Developing Infrastructure in Central Asia, Impacts and Financing Mechanisms. Thank you so much for joining Asia's Developing Future. Can you start by explaining why infrastructure development is particularly important for economies in Central Asia? Infrastructure development in Central Asia is very important. There are two reasons, at least I can say. First reason is that demand for infrastructure is growing fast in Central Asia. Asian Development Bank report, which is called Meeting Asia Infrastructure Needs, calculated that Central Asia will nearly double current investments in infrastructure to meet infrastructure needs. Currently, Central Asia spends around 4% of GDP on infrastructure, but report shows that in order to meet infrastructure demand need to tackle climate change mitigation adaptation, Central Asia will need to invest approximately 7.8% of GDP, which is nearly double. Second reason for meeting climate change mitigation and adaptation infrastructure, particularly providing access to renewable energy and gas, this is not not only for preventing catastrophic climate change, but also to reduce indoor pollution. Central Asia includes many cold countries, and during the winter, they use coal for heating houses. And this causes a lot of indoor pollution, which negatively affects health of people. So providing access to infrastructure with cleaner energy is very important for reducing indoor and outdoor pollution. I think Central Asia and also many other Asian countries, infrastructure is a key for economic development. There are many research about economic growth and the role of infrastructure investment. It clearly shows good infrastructure can contribute economic growth. Water supply, electricity, those are necessary goods. Road, railways can bring various products from agricultural farmers' land to cities. So connectivity can be created by road and railways. Furthermore, good infrastructure can bring new businesses into the region. If new businesses can be started, then small businesses can start their restaurants and shops. And agricultural farmers can sell their products by use of railways and roads that can create connectivity. How are Central Asia's infrastructure challenges unique? Central Asia is different from South Asia, Southeast Asia, North Asia. Population densities are so many. If one railway can be constructed, lots of people use those railways. So it is important for Central Asia. Connectivity between countries and among countries are important, much more important. And that can create spillover effects and larger connectivity. And one can export, import very easily by using connected infrastructure investment. In other Asian countries, domestic connectivity was enough. 
However, in Karek countries, less population and less densely populated, so cross-border connectivity will be more important. Connectivity across the country and also digital connectivity should be created that can develop the region very well and continuous development can be coming into Karek region. Another challenge is that large distances. So large distances mean high cost, large scale infrastructure project. For example, connecting two cities in Central Asia will need to build roads of larger distance comparing to other countries, let's say in Europe. Transportation infrastructure in Central Asia will be very large scale projects. And that causes additional difficulty on maintaining the infrastructure. The cost will be very high. How could the COVID-19 crisis further impact infrastructure development in the region? I think COVID-19 has affected significantly fiscal spending. Health and other expenses has been increased in many Asian countries. Then the space for spending into infrastructure became very small. However, infrastructure is an important origin of economic growth. And in order to keep substantial amount of money be flowing into infrastructure investment, it is important to bring private sector finance into infrastructure investment. What are the overarching barriers to private infrastructure financing in Central Asia? In the past, PPP, public-private partnerships, had been well advocated by ADB and other multilateral institutions. However, private sectors were reluctant to put their money into infrastructure because rate of returns were not so high and risks are very high. That is why private investors were not so ready to put their money into infrastructure. It is often called that bankable project, whether the rate of return is enough and risks can be covered by high rate of return. If they are covered, it is called bankable project. However, bankable projects were scarce in the past. The main difficulty of public-private partnerships, especially bringing private sector finance, is low rate of return of infrastructure investment. Infrastructure receives revenues from users, user fees, user charges. Suppose infrastructure, if it were water supply, electricities, they are necessary goods. So people who are using those electricity and water supply, they will prefer very small fees for using it. But if private investors are coming into water supply business or electricity, then they prefer high rate of return. So there is conflicts between users and private investors. Then where can we make these two conflicting objectives into harmony? In other words, how can we possible to keep user charges very low, but at the same time to increase the rate of return for private investors? So I'm looking at the spillover effects of infrastructure investment. What more could the region do to attract greater private infrastructure financing in the region? If infrastructure can be successful to develop the region, then new residential area can be constructed along the station or along the road. 
and property value will rise. Property income tax will rise. New businesses come to the region. Corporate tax revenue will rise. People can find lots of jobs and income tax and sales tax will also rise. So that means huge infrastructure impact can be obtained by spillover economic impact together with spillover tax revenues. So there's one method to return increased spillover tax revenues to private investors. Suppose 50% of spillover tax revenues were returned to infrastructure operators and another 50% are kept by the government. Both government and infrastructure operators gain produced by infrastructure investment. Private infrastructure investors who used to rely only on user charges, but they can also rely on 50% of spillover tax revenues. Then their profits, rate of return, will become much higher. To what extent could increasing infrastructure investment promote pandemic recovery in Central Asia? Spillover effects from infrastructure are very important during the crisis to boost the economy, to increase employment, income, trade, taxes, and so on. So spillover effects, of course, will be different before COVID and after COVID. They depend on the region factors, not just access to infrastructure, but also on the quality of infrastructure itself. For example, roads could be very nice roads or could be badly maintained roads. Also interconnectivity, for example, if roads this connects not only inside of the country, but also provide cross-border connection, access to bigger cities. One of the challenges in Central Asia is that mostly have low population density. So spillover effect will be smaller in areas with lower population density. Also, spillover effect depends on population income, access to finance and education. And these factors, of course, affects whether population will be able to start new business, whether entrepreneurs will be able to come. Another aspect to mention is that telecommunication infrastructure showed to be very important during COVID-19. Many countries, of course, realized that and started to invest in improvement quality and providing access of telecommunication infrastructure, which is very important, not only for providing online education or healthcare online, but also for allowing firms to continue doing business and doing more sales online and stone. What kind of private investors should be targeted by Central Asia moving forward? Biggest share in Karek region is banks, bank loans. Bank loans are usually short term up to medium term one year, three years, at most five years. However, infrastructure requires 10 years, 20 years, very long term time span. So it is very important in Karek region to develop insurance companies and pension funds because Karek region is also facing aging population in future and population density will become bigger and people tend to live much longer and life expectancy will become longer. Then pension system will be very important to support their after retirement. When you are young, you will contribute your money 20, 30, 40, 50 years. And then pension funds has to invest those long term into some other projects. And if infrastructure projects could have high rate return, I proposed returning 50% of spillover tax revenues, and that will be very good for pension contributors. And life insurance is also very long term nature. So if life insurance can have high rate of return target to invest into infrastructure, then that will be very good 
good to develop insurance. So in Karek region, banking sector is dominating. However, insurance and pension systems, pension funds, has to be developed. In order to do so, financial education is very important. So it is important to teach why insurance and pension funds are important to your life not only bank deposits. So financial education will make many people to start their certain amount of money to be putting into insurance and pension funds. That will become the engine of private sector, private finance. Then that can be used to economic development for infrastructure. This has been Asia's Developing Future, brought to you by the Asian Development Bank Institute in Tokyo. See the show notes for the transcript and related material. For more information about us, please visit adbi.org.